الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مذل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاصدع بما تؤمر وأعرض عن المشركين إنا كفيناك المستهزئين وقال تعالى قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون إنما يتذكر أولو الألباب صدق الله العظيم Most respected ulama, elders, beloved brothers, two weeks ago we had discussed in regards to Abdullah bin Mubarak that how Mubarak Allah had blessed him with the quality of taqwa. And when he had taqwa, then how his boss and his employer gave his daughter to him in marriage. And from there, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak was born. And Abdullah bin Mubarak later, he became the Imam of the East and the Imam of the West when it came to the field of Hadith. And people throughout the world, they would benefit from Abdullah bin Mubarak Obviously, he had a history, but when Allah Ta'ala wanted to pull him, how Allah Ta'ala pulled him? Never give up on anybody. We don't know what's the future of a person. And how Allah Ta'ala can change a person, how Allah Ta'ala can make him his beloved, that is the work of Allah Ta'ala. And when he had acquired this knowledge of deen, in the world Allah Ta'ala had given him respect. We had discussed also when he went to the place called Ruqa, how he was respected. When he went to Imam Malik Rahmatullahi, Imam Malik Rahmatullahi stood up out of respect for Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullahi. The students were amazed that how is it that Imam Malik Rahmatullahi, he doesn't stand up for anyone. People come and they sit in his gathering, but he stood up for Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullahi. So Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullahi said, this is the great faqih, this is the great jurist of Khurasan. It is mentioned that all this that Allah Ta'ala had given him, some ulama say it is because of the taqwa, because of the piety that Allah Ta'ala had given Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullahi. Has Qasim bin Ahmad Rahimahullah, he was a great Imam of Madinatul Munawwara. He's mentioned, he says that many a times I traveled with Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullahi. I would undertake a journey with him. Once we were traveling towards Syria, he said, as we are traveling towards Syria, we came to a certain place where we wanted to spend the night. So he says that we stopped over here and it was time for meals at night. So the food was dished out and it so happened that the, the lamp that was burning, the lamp was now extinguished. So when the lamp was extinguished, one person, he came with some fire or match or whatever it must have been to ignite that lamp again. He says when he ignited the lamp and then my gaze fell on Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi, just for those few moments, whatever it must have been, his face was full of tears. He says that's when I realized that this man, his mind is already gone somewhere else. The moment the lamp went off, his mind went to the cover. That when I'm going to go into the cover, there's not going to be any light in the cover. And that is what is going to be my condition in the cover. So then I realized that this is on the basis of taqwa that Allah Ta'ala blessed him. He says, prior to this, I used to always think that he reads namaz, we also read namaz. He fasts, we also fast. He makes jihad, we also make jihad. He goes for hajj, we also go for hajj. What is the difference between me and between him? He says, on this occasion, this matter was clarified. That is on the basis of taqwa. On another occasion, it is mentioned, he had gone to Sham, he had gone to Syria. 
to Sham. And when he had gone to Sham, he needed a pen from somebody. And this happens to us also. Sometimes we go somewhere and we borrow some item from a person. Ulama say, don't ever loan your kitabs to anyone. When you give your kitabs to anyone, it will never ever come back. And don't give tools to anyone also. You loan somebody your tools, your tools also are gone. So here he borrowed a pen from somebody. When he borrowed that pen, it is mentioned he forgot. Sometimes we forget. And he put the pen perhaps in his pocket and he traveled all the way to Marwa. And Marwa was hundreds of miles away from Sham. But he came back to Marwa. When he came to Marwa, he realized, oh, oh this person, his pen, I borrowed in Sham and I brought it here to Marwa. So those days, hundreds of miles, they used to travel on camel, on animal. He decided to go back to Sham. He went all the way back to Sham for one pen. And what was the value of that pen? In our terms, couple of rands. And he went all the way back to Sham. And when he found that person, he gave him his pen. When he gave him his pen, he took a deep sigh. And he said, ah, Alhamdulillah, that now I've returned this item back to its owner. And then Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullah, he said, he said to have one dirham, just one dirham, which is doubtful. He didn't say haram over here. He said to have one dirham that is doubtful, that belongs to somebody else. It is better to return that one dirham to its owner than giving 100,000 dirhams in charity. That here you're holding somebody's doubtful money. He said it belongs to somebody, you're holding that. Better than, better than giving 100,000 in charity, go and give the person what is his right. So he, had, he was a man of great taqwa. Allah Ta'ala blessed him also further. It's mentioned in a hadith, May yuridillahu bihi khayran yufaqihu deen. When Allah Ta'ala intends good with any person, Allah gives him the understanding of deen. This is a very, very great thing, the understanding of deen. Why? When a person has the understanding of deen, you will be able to make amal and act upon the sharia correctly. If you don't have the understanding of deen, a person may be doing a lot of good deeds, but he won't be doing it in accordance to sharia. So whoever Allah Ta'ala loves, Allah blesses them with the understanding of deen. This is what Allah Ta'ala blessed Abdullah bin Mubarak Just to understand this point, that the understanding of deen is the greatest thing. That, for example, there are two people that are traveling now. And they are going through the jungle maybe. As they are traveling through the jungle, one person is busy reciting Quran Sharif. You'll see this is a very meritorious act, very great act that all the time he is reciting Quran Sharif. So while they're traveling, they come to a river. There's a river in the front. The man that is reciting Quran Sharif, he doesn't talk. He continues his recitation of Quran Sharif. The other person, he jumps into the river and he realizes this is a very, very deep river, almost drowns. He saves, somehow he manages to save his life and he comes out. When he comes out, <coughs> This person is still reciting Quran Sharif. So he tells him, see, you know this route. Why didn't you tell me, why didn't you warn me from before that I could have drowned over here? So he co continues recitation. After a little while he stops, he blows on his body. And then what does he say? He says, I was reciting Quran Sharif. That was not the time to recite Quran Sharif. A person is performing Salah. There's a blind man walking. And there's a fear that the blind man is going to fall into the well. At that time, it becomes obligatory to break your namaz. You break your namaz and save the life of that person. At this time, he he had to stop his recitation, hold this person, tell him, no, you can't jump into this river, that your life is in danger over here. So see the understanding of deen, how important the understanding of deen is. Take another example, a person, he's a very pious person, in the masjid all the time, he's making tilawat of Quran Sharif, zikrullah, nafil namaz, standing up for tahajjud namaz, all this a person is doing, everything is in order, very good. But his family at home, they are suffering, they are borrowing clothing from other people, they are going to the neighbor and they're begging for food. 
they, somebody tells this person, brother, you must go and work. You must take care of your family also. That is also necessary. What does he say? No, that's for the people of dunya. I don't have to worry about that. I'm making the ibadah of Allah Ta'ala, which is much, much more greater. What we'll say, he doesn't have the understanding of deen. He's misinterpreting the sharia. Your duty is that you need to care for your family, your wife, your children. And then after that, all your nafil ibadah you can do. Nobody is going to stop you. But understand what is the desire of deen. In one hadith, it comes, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, Inni la aqumu ila salah, that I stand up to read namaz. When I stand up to read namaz, fa'uridu an utawwila fiha. I want to read a very, very long namaz. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, fa'asma'u buka as-sabi, ayya, the crying of the little children. Obviously, this refers to the time of Nabi Alayhi Salatu Wasallam. In the time, in the era of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that was a time when wahi would come down. And sometimes certain law of shariat will be abrogated. And a new law of shariat will take place, will take the place of the previous law. So the women were also permitted to come to the masjid that they must understand also which law of shariat has been abrogated and what is the new law of shariat. <coughs> so, but later on in the time of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, he totally stopped them. And Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala, she, she, she sanctioned the decision of Umar radiallahu ta'ala. And she said that if Nabi alayhi salam was alive today, Nabi alayhi salatu salam would also have prohibited the woman and stopped the woman from coming to the masjid. So nevertheless, in that time, the woman used to come. So Nabi alayhi salam says, I hear the crying of the little children. Salati. I immediately cut my namaz down. I want to read a long namaz. But what he says, I cut my namaz down. That disliking, I will make, make it difficult for the mother also. So they also, Nabi alayhi salatu salam, he took the mother into consideration. I don't want to cause the cleave to her. See how we have to understand the sharia correctly. On one occasion, Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi, there's another instance. Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi is going for hajj. While she is going for hajj, he comes across, he finds one young girl. She has a heap of dirt that is there and from there she's picking something up. But he was at a distance. So from a distance, he couldn't see what is actually going on. And Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi came closer. <coughs> He sees this young girl, she took out a dead bird from that hump, that, that, that heap of dirt that was there. She took out a dead bird and she put it in a rag, in a piece of cloth. So he asked her, what's going on? This is dead, this is carrion. What are you doing with this? So then this young girl, she explained. She said that the, the, the oppressors, the rebels, they killed my father. Whatever properties we had, whatever assets we had, our money, everything they took away from us. We have absolutely nothing. So everything is gone. And now we don't have food in the house. It's only me and my brother. My brother is so ill that my brother is sleeping in the bed. He cannot do anything. So I came out and I looked for food. This dead bird I found, this is also a bounty and a na'mat of Allah wa ta'ala. So Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi, immediately he asked his uh, khadim that was there, the person that accompanied, accompanied him, that was serving him, and was his treasurer, had the money of Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi. So he asked him, how much have we got? So he said that I got 1,000 dirhams, uh, dinars, 1,000 dinars, 1,000 gold coins. The dinar is approximately the quarter ounce Kruger coin. So he said, I got 1,000 in our terms, quarter ounce Kruger coins. So Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi asked him, he said, how much do we need to go back to Marwa? So the Khadim said that to go back to Marwa, you only need 20. So he said that this is, this is more important and a greater amal than performing Nafil Hajj. Obviously the Faraz Hajj was done. So more important than Nafil Hajj, somebody that is in difficulty, somebody is having problems in their life, you take care of that 
that problem, that is greater than your nafil hajj also. Today, people are going umrah upon umrah, whereas people don't have food in their homes. How many people are suffering? Perhaps we will help somebody that is desperate, somebody that is in need. That is a greater reward. Jay, now, not long ago in Tonga, no water. 50 days, people didn't have water. If at that time, a person had to, build, uh, had to dig a borehole or provide a well, and now there was water provided for people, that is much more greater than performing your nafil umrah and performing your nafil hajj also. So Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi, he said, give her the 980. And the 20 we need for our return, take that 20. This young girl, when she saw 980 gold coins, she became so happy, she ran to her house. Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi, told his khadim, he told the treasurer, let's return, let's go back to Marwa. He said, our hajj has been accepted in the court of Allah, wa ta'ala. So when a person, he is sincere, how Allah, wa ta'ala, opens the way, where doesn't Allah, ta'ala, take him? So this was Abdullah bin Mubarak. But in spite of all this, he would always be concerned about helping people. And in spite of all this, he was a very, very humble person. Abdullah bin Mubarak was always humble. And it is mentioned that he would tell people that stay away from fame. We don't want fame amongst people. We don't want to be known amongst people. That today, to be on YouTube. Today, I want to be on this channel. Today, I want to be on that channel. I must be known amongst the people. He says, that is not something for us. That we must be humble people. And he says, I wish I could be anonymous. That nobody knows me. No, because this will lead to pride. When you are known amongst people, oh, this is such a great personality. This is such a great personality. This takes a person to pride. When he was staying in Marwa, he had a very, very big home in Marwa. And it is mentioned in Marwa, the students used to come and they used to acquire knowledge from Abdullah bin Mubarak. He became so popular that there was no place in the courtyard. He had a massive courtyard. And there was no place in the courtyard. Now people used to sit outside the home of Abdullah bin Mubarak. When he saw that he became popular, he moved away from there. He went away to Kufa. And in Kufa, he took a dark room, a dark small room, and he would stay in the dark room. So the people told him, we feel pity for you, that you came here and you're staying in this dark room. No lights also, small room like this. You left Marwa and you came. He said, I had everything over there. He said, but I came here, I chose this life. This is the life that I like. On one occasion, they were distributing water. So he went to fetch water. Nobody knows this Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi. When he went to fetch water, the people started pushing. You know, when people are serving, giving things for free, how people push to grab. So they were pushing to grab. They pushed Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi out. When he got pushed out, completely out of the tent, then later on he told the person that was with him, he said, you mustn't be known amongst the people. Nobody must know this is such a great personality. This is the amount of humbleness. Allah Ta'ala had blessed Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi wa. But he used to take many, many people for hajj also. It is mentioned, he used to tell the people he is going for hajj. Who wants to accompany him? So many people used to accompany Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi. So what he used to do, he used to tell one person that collect the money from everyone. Whatever money they have, collect all the money. So every person will give his money. It will be taken and it will be put in a particular packet. Every person's money will be put in a packet, his name will be written on that. And then Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi will seal that and he will keep that bag away. And he'll say, come, let's go for hajj. When they would go for hajj on the way, whatever their needs were, he would fulfill all their needs on the way to Makkah Sharif. After Makkah Sharif, now when Hajj is completed, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, oh, everything is done. Now they will go to Medina Sharif. And during this entire stay, he would provide accommodation, food. In Medina Sharif, he'll tell them, do shopping. Whatever you want to do, you must spend on the people of Makkah Sharif. The people of Medina Sharif, you must spend on them. So you tell them, buy whatever you want. They would buy whatever they want. And then he would come back to Marwa. When he would come back to Marwa, he would give everyone a dawah. When the dawah would be given, everyone would come and they would eat Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi 
money. Then he will say, now take out that bag. And exactly as they had given him money when he left, all that money he will return. So the people will say, Ya Abdullah, what is this? That you didn't even tell us you're going to be using your own money. So he said, he would say, he would say that if I told you all that I'm using my own money, you people wouldn't have bought. You, would, you people wouldn't have eaten nicely. You wouldn't have bought your goods nicely. That's why I didn't want to tell you. So his heart was very, very big. Always concerned about spending on other people, taking care of the needs of other people. When he would sit down to eat on his dastarkhan, always there was a guest at the dastarkhan of Abdullah bin Mubarak. Allah give us that tawfiq also. That is why we're mentioning these things. That that desire must come into us as well. That there must be a guest at our dastarkhan. Today we see a guest, today a person, he runs away. He turns his face the other way. This was one time a very very great thing you stop at a masjid people see oh this is a foreigner they'll say by lunch is ready come join us for lunch whatever simple food come and join us as a sheikh people would come to him just before zohar as a sheikh will just go and buy some uh, sour milk what we call mass he would buy that and they would make curry with that and rice and after zohar he will bring them home and they will eat that simple food and how they will enjoy it when it's hot hot and fresh fresh and they would go allah ta'ala give us this again so abdullah bin mubarak was that person one once he was, he was traveling to Sham. Whilst he was traveling to Sham, he came to a particular motel that was there. So this motel that Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi came to, the, there was a young boy. He always used to serve Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi. And in return, Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi used to teach him hadith. So when he came to this particular motel, on this occasion, he found that the young boy is not there. So he asked everybody, where is this young boy? So they said, this young boy has been imprisoned. They have, got, they have put him into jail. Why? Why has he been imprisoned? Because he had a debt and he couldn't pay the money. So they imprisoned him in a Muslim state. The Qazi, you go to the Qazi and you lodge a complaint. And the Qazi got the right now to imprison this person. So this person has been imprisoned. So Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi asked, he said that, uh, who is the creditor and how much does he own? Uh, does he owe? So they said, certain person is the creditor. So he went in search of him. He found the creditor. He asked him, how much this, this young boy owes you? He said, certain amount of money. He said, look, don't take my name. I want to remain anonymous. That amount of money he took out and he gave it secretly between him and Allah Ta'ala and only the creditor knew. He paid, him, he paid him and he went away. The young boy was free. When he came back to his employer, they told him, Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi was here. And he wanted to meet you. So he said, where is he? He said, no, he's gone now. So he went in search of him. After two days, he found Abdullah bin Mubarak. He got so happy. He tells Abdullah bin Mubarak, you know what happened? I was put into prison because I couldn't pay the creditor. One man came. I don't know who this person is. And he paid the debt. And he says, I make so much of dua for this person every day. This is the greatest thing. Somebody's need you fulfill. That dua comes out from the heart of that person every day. Where and where won't a person read? So he said that that person paid and I make dua for him every day. I make dua every day for this person. Abdullah bin Mubarak made shukar to Allah. That Allah, you made me the means of helping and assisting this particular person. It is mentioned after Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi passed away. It is only after he passed away, then this young boy found out it was actually Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi that had paid my debt. This is the qualities that Abdullah bin Allah give us these qualities. We'll make mention of one last incident and we'll terminate. One person, he came to Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi and he asked Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi for a loan. He said that I'm in debt. 
I owe somebody 700 dirham. So Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi, he wrote a note. And he said, take it to my treasurer. And he will give you the money. So he took the note to the treasurer. And he told the treasurer that I need 700 dirhams. Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi, gave this note that I must hand it over to you. So when the treasurer opened it, it was written there, 7,000 dirhams. So he said, Abdullah bin Mubarak made a mistake here. So he wrote back to Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi. And he said, you made a mistake. You wrote 7,000 instead of 700. Abdullah bin Mubarak wrote a letter back. He said, give him 14,000. Not 7,000, give him 14,000. So when he reached the treasurer, he read 14,000. So he wrote back to Abdullah bin Mubarak. He said that if you carry on the way you are carrying on, all our finances, all the wealth that we have, everything is going to be exhausted over here. We won't have anything left. So he said that if you want to be in my position, then you take my position and I'll take your position. Then you give the instruction and I'll listen to you. But if you want to remain in the position that you are in, then the instruction that I am giving, you listen to my instruction. So he gave that 14,000 according to the instruction of Abdullah bin Mubarak. Then Abdullah bin Mubarak, see the understanding of deen. He said that I heard the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Knowledge is to make amal upon. Allah give us all, give me the tawfiq, all of us the tawfiq. Then he said, I heard the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi or I read the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that a Muslim person comes to you. He didn't expect anything from you, but you gave him so much that you made this person happy. He didn't know what he was getting. You gave him something and this person became happy. Allah will wipe out all your gunas and all your sins. So he said, I wanted to act upon this hadith. I wanted all my gunas and my sins to be wiped out tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah. That is why I had first mentioned 7,000. But later on, he came to find out that he was going to get 7,000. So it was now expected 7,000. So I made it 14,000 because that was unexpected. So Allah Ta'ala give us this tawfiq that these are great, great lessons to be taken from these great pious personalities. Time is already up but very, very shortly that we, we all know perhaps or we must have read already that what has happened in the BPJ in India, that uh, the political party, that one of the national spokesperson this was a lady and she insulted Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam many a times this is done to, uh, to to weaken the Muslim and to make the Muslims despondent this is not something new let us understand this insulting of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam was always there from the time of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah Taala mentioned the Quran also first you openly proclaim what you were commanded to do whatever Allah Taala asked you to to propagate you propagate that. And these mushrikeen, you turn away. They reject your message, you turn away from them. And then Allah Ta'ala says that these mushrikeen, far, that we will suffice you for those people that insult you, those that make a mockery of you. We will suffice, Allah will take care of these people. It is mentioned, Walid ibn Mughira was a kafir in the time of Nabi alayhi salam. He caused he caused unlimited harm to Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Made a mockery of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And some commentators say 400 other people would Walid ibn Mughira they harm Nabi alayhi salam. Jibreel alayhi salatu wasallam. He just indicated to these 400 people. Some of them towards their stomach. Some of them towards their head. Some of them towards their eyes. <coughs> Wherever he had indicated, he made ishara towards, that person was afflicted with that illness. And in that illness, that person had passed away. According to some narration that come, once Nabi Allama Kirmani Rahmatullahi, in Bukhari Sharif, he writes this. He says on one occasion, Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was performing salah in the haram of Makkah Sharif. When he went into sajda, they took the intestine of camels and they put it on the back of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he was in sajda. Can you imagine Allah's beloved and Allah Ta'ala tolerated that this be done to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. All these 
these seven that causes harm to Nabi alayhi salam, all of them Allah tabarak wa ta'ala destroyed. The very same Walid ibn Mughira, one day he was making tawaf of Baytullah. Whilst making tawaf of Baytullah, Nabi alayhi salam was seated there. As the Jibreel alayhi salatu salam came. Jibreel alayhi salatu salam asked him, what do you say about this man? In the kuffar, in those days they used to make tawaf of Baytullah, they used to make hajj also. So he said, what do you say about this man? So he, Nabi alayhi salam said, this is an evil person. So Nabi, Jibreel alayhi salam said, don't worry, that you have been sufficed from this person, he will not cause any harm to you. Jibreel alayhi salam just indicated to the shin of this person, just one indication to the chin. It is mentioned he was walking and there was a person from Bani Khuzar. He had all his arrows that were on the floor. So as he was walking, one of the arrows, the sharp part of the arrow, it, it, it uh, pricked his leg and it went into the leg. But he had so much of pride, so much of pride he had Walid ibn Mughira that he wasn't prepared to even bend down and remove that arrow. So it went, in, it went deeper and deeper. And then finally it became so deep that he was afflicted with the illness and this person passed away. Asim bin Wa'il was the second person. He was making tawaf. Uh, Jibreel al -Islam asked Nabi Islam, what do you say about Asim bin Wa'il? He says, this is a terrible person. He's an evil person. Jibreel al -Islam said, don't worry about him. Allah, that you have been protected from him as well. It is mentioned Asim bin Wa'il. Jibreel al -Islam indicated under his feet, to, under the feet, when he to the soul. When he indicated towards the soul, he went one day for a picnic with his two sons. There was a thorny tree, obviously the Arab lands and so many thorny trees. So one thorn went into his foot and it is mentioned his foot started swelling. It became big like the neck of a camel. So big his foot had become. And in this illness, he had passed away. And there are others also. Aswad bin Abdul Muttalib. It is mentioned he also, he was making tawaf. Nabi Jibreel al-Islam asked Nabi Islam, what do you say about this man? He said, this is an evil person. Nabi Jibreel al-Islam said, you don't worry about him. That you are protected from him as well. What happened? One indication towards his eyes. And because indicated towards his eyes, he became blind. When he became blind, he used to hit his head on the wall. And in this way, he passed away. And he would say, Qatalani Rabbu Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The Rabb of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he has killed me. And in this way, there were many others also. There were two others. There's no time to go into the detail. <coughs> Allah Ta'ala took care of all those that had caused harm to Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, and Allah Ta'ala destroyed all of them. The kuffar of Makkah used to say to Nabi alayhi salam, inna shani'aka huwal abtar, that your progeny, they will be cut off, because Nabi alayhi salam had only daughters, none of his sons survived. Nabi alayhi salatu, because he had only daughters, they said your progeny will be cut off. You don't have any sons, your name is not going to remain. Actually, Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala says that your, your position, your family will be cut off, O kuffar. It is, if it wasn't for our commentators of hadith, if it wasn't for our historians today who would speak of Walid ibn Mughira? Today who would be speaking about As Asim bin Wa'il? Who would be speaking about Aswad bin Abdul Muttalib? Who would speak about Abu Jahl today? It is because of our historians and because of our commentators of Quran and Hadith, today we are mentioning them. So any person that played with the honor of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, these people didn't last. Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala destroyed these people. So we shouldn't become despondent. But what are we required to do? In another verse, Allah ta'ala says, Wala that most certainly you will hear from the Ahle Kitab, the Jews and the Christians, and the Mushrikeen, the Hindus, they are Mushrik, the BG, BPJ party, this is all Mushrik. So you will hear from these people who are the Mushrikeen, Adan Kathira, a lot of insults. At that time, wa in tasbiru wa that you persevere, you make sabr. And the second thing, you adopt taqwa. That this is a time, read more the rule on Nabi Islam. This is what is within our capability and ability. Today was the day of Jumu'ah. 
Jumu'ah, how much of durood from the morning to now have we recited? Recite more durood upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's position and honor will never come down. The position of Nabi Alaihi Wasallam is increasing every moment and it will continue increasing right until the day of Qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala give us understanding, Allah give us tawfiq.